Welcome back to the Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Kyle Brown. Joining me today is Bill Kreuzer, Assistant Professor and Extension Turfgrass Specialist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. He recently published an article about plant growth regulator applications on greens. So welcome to the show today, Bill. Thanks for having me. We wanted to talk a little bit more about PGRs, especially because that's something that a lot more superintendents have been using lately to control the turf and sometimes manage their labor a little bit. So what can PGRs really do for a course? Yeah, PGRs are pretty great because we can use them to do a lot of different things in our golf course. The, the main reason we apply a plant growth regulator, which is really a product that affects how plant grows, aside from fertilizer, is to suppress growth. And that's our most common benefit of using typical PGRs applied in turf. But there are also a lot of secondary benefits associated with PGRs, and it kind of depends on the specific product. But some products can help out with shade tolerance, with drought tolerance, and kind of overall heat stress tolerance. We've done some research to show that plant growth regulators, when applied frequently, can reduce fertility requirements. So to me, that is actually one of the biggest benefits of using a PGR. I can get away with a little bit less nitrogen fertilizer because uh, I'm taking less away from my clippings every single day. They can also uh, affect other things too. There's also some misconceptions of things that PGRs can do that maybe they, the research doesn't fully support, and that might be uh, uh, green speed. So there's a lot of different reasons why you'd People use growth regulators. Some are based in science and some are kind of based in kind of perception, but it's definitely a wide range of uses of PGRs. That's pretty amazing, though, that the, the research has kind of shown that it does actually help in all these different ways. It's kind of a, a, just a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it, it, it can be really, really helpful, but the key to, to using, a, uh, to benefit getting those benefits is to use the PGRs effectively. If we're not using them effectively, then a lot of those secondary benefits and even that growth suppression. Uh, aren't consistent, and so then it really doesn't make much sense to use these products. And so if we're going to use a plant growth regulator, we have to make sure we're using it effectively. To do that is to maintain growth suppression throughout the year. If we don't, then we're kind of just wasting our money and rather seed resources go some other direction. You were talking about how, you know, you need to be able to use these effectively. What does an effective program look like for you? Well, an effective program is going to involve reapplying the product so that we never get into that uh, flush of growth that we call the rebound effect or the post-growth growth inhibition enhancement period. Uh, we'll call it rebound for simplicity, where the grass actually grows uh, faster. And so some of the benefits that we see, like carbohydrate storage, you know, that all gets burned up in that, in that uh, rebound phase. And so we want to stay in that suppression phase where the growth is actually less than, than the turf that wouldn't have been treated with the PGR. Each PGR is going to be a little bit different in how long it suppresses growth and the, the uh, duration uh, that the, uh, or the amount of growth suppression that we see. The one thing that's common across all of them we're finding in our research is that the duration is dependent not on days after application. It's dependent on air temperature. As it's warmer out, then the products break down faster. They remove faster from, uh, from during mowing. And so we don't see as long of level of control than when it's cold outside. And so an effective program is really going to become really flexible in our application frequency to maintain that growth suppression. Uh, for example, our class A PGRs, which is uh, um, prexodone calcium, mm -hmm. which is uh, the new, a new product from New Farm, or Trinexapac ethyl, which is traditionally our Primo Max product, they're rate insensitive on putting greens. So if we put them on a cool season putting green, we don't see much change in the amount of growth suppression. So the only way to really maintain that growth suppression is to apply them more and more frequently, and we've developed some growing ingredient models to uh, figure out, you know, 
and help to plan when we should be applying those products to maintain that growth suppression season long. Now, I actually read your article about this. I really thought that was fascinating because that's an aspect that a lot of superintendents maybe haven't considered that, you know, you think of it as a particular amount of days and that's that. That's how long that lasts. And to find out that that can have that much of an effect on on how effective the, that application is, that's really surprising. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you found? Yeah, sure. So it's kind of research that stemmed from work that was done earlier by Drs. Beasley and Branham when Dr. Beasley was at Illinois, and they showed the, uh, the definite relationship between air temperature and the degradation of the PGRs. And so we took it one step further and said, if, well, if we know that it's temperature dependent, can we use air temperature models like growing degree days that would use to kind of predict uh, POA seed heads mm-hmm. or crop development? Uh, and can we apply that same concept to applications of our growth regulators? And it turned out to work really, really well. And it's worked now across all the different growth regulators that we've tested. And so we're, tr- we're continuing to, to build a bigger database, more data from every different PGR and different types of growing environments. Uh, I've done a lot of work on creeping bentgrass, poania greens. I know there's research now going down down in the south with uh, Patrick McCullough uh, looking at, you know, temperature, maybe even adding a sunlight component to the model of uh, degradation of these products. These, these growing ingredient models do a great job predicting the, the growth suppression, uh, and so we can keep that growth suppression uh, year-round, which is really the goal, because if we can't keep it year-round, honestly, there's much better ways we should spend our money than using a growth regulator. We really need to keep that growth suppression sustained to get the benefit of the product. So tell me what super should look out for then. How, how do you use that information to make sure that you're applying at the right time and actually getting what you're paying for? Sure. So, you know, we've made it really simple. We have a, um, an app on our website, which is uh, turf.unl.edu. It's just an Excel sheet for now. Um, we have the, the version 2 just going live this week. So you can put in the growth rate that you're using, the rate, which is important for our Class B PGRs, our cutlass, our trim it, for example, um, and then you enter in the, the air temperature, and it gives you an estimate of how much growth suppression you're seeing. Uh, it has kind of a scale showing how much growth suppression is remaining. And then when you start to hit these intervals that are established based on the research, it warns you that you need to reapply that product. And so it's a real easy way for superintendents to apply a product, and all they really have to do is every day or if they miss a day or two, just catch up and enter in the previous day's air temperature, and they can get that weather from online weather sources or from an on-site weather station. It's all equally as accurate because these models, they're not you know, super precise, which is nice. You can miss a day or two and, and, and still be okay. So as long as you're getting weather source that's kind of in your general vicinity, you know you're going to have a, a pretty reliable growing ingredient models for determining that, that reapplication interval. So that tool is, is really quite simple to, to help uh, monitor the accumulation of growing degree days with your PGRs. I'll make certain that we have that link in the show notes as well so people can click on that if they if they want to find out more about that or, or you put that tool to use. Yeah, the, the new version is great. It, it, we, I totally revamped it. It's, it's Excel-based still, but uh, it's, it's a lot more user-friendly than the, the first version that was kind of bulky. So it really is simple to, to use and we're hoping to develop a web, or we're, we're currently developing a web-based app too that will be used for this in the future. Uh, but in the meantime, this Excel sheet will kind of fill that, that gap. Oh, great. Great. We'll be on the lookout for that then, too. Anything else that Super should know or uh, should be aware of uh, when they're putting a program together? Um, just kind of have specific goals. There's, there's different products that 
fit uh, different environments more appropriately. If you're, say, trying to control annual bluegrass, use products that have those Class B products in there because we're going to get more gro uh, growth suppression out of that annual bluegrass. If you're looking for more just general health, especially if you have a mixed stand of uh, bent grass to annual bluegrass or you're in the south and you have you know, a Bermuda grass green, you know, maybe use a, a Class A product that maybe has less of a, a phytotoxic risk but kind of improves plant health. Uh, so that would be one thing to consider is, you know, what's the right source. The other thing you can consider, too, is a lot of people like to mix their Class A and Class B products. And uh, if you're doing that from a growing degree day perspective, you want to do your modeling based off the Class B product because that one lasts a little bit longer. Mm. And so you don't consider the mix when you're figuring out your intervals via Class B products. You know, I'm happy to uh, respond to any uh, emails or questions anybody has and go to our, our website again and we have some good information there if they want to learn more or uh, look, at that, look at that uh, green section record article uh, talking about the uh, effective use of those products and the benefits that they can have in our turf grass. Yeah, I'll make sure that we, we link to that uh, article as well. Thanks so much for walking us through the, you know, PGR usage like this. Yeah, not, not a problem. Thanks very much for having me. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, a podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media, Inc. I've been your host and producer, Kyle Brown. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page on golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.